words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Good morning, everyone in the house. How are you doing today? It's good to see you. It's good to be here. It's good to worship together with you. It's great to have you in the house of God. The house of God is supposed to be like an oasis, a place you run to when the world is harsh. The house of God is supposed to be like a family, a place where you can hold on to even when you don't have your own home. The house of God is supposed to be warm, and that's why the devil wants to poison it, constantly bringing fights and bickering in the house of God. So when you come, your heart is not really set. You're feeling it, but you're not really feeling it. Something poisons your heart. Something comes in that is just not right. Something is done in a way that your heart cannot receive. What is the objective of that? So that your oasis becomes like the sun. You know, imagine if the place where you go to rest has like scorching sun burning you. All of a sudden you wonder, what's the point? And that's why many people for many years stopped going to church because the house of God was no more the real family of God. So God is giving us the grace to be able to restore that here. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9. Let's get in this morning. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 9. I know you're all expecting me to come up with an ace PowerPoint. <laughs> as I normally will do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you today. There won't be PowerPoint. So you need to, to read from your Bible and get your brain connected to what God is saying. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Isaiah 55 verse 9. Let's read together. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Many people are used to a God who is within their definition. Many people are used to a God who lives in the context of their world. A God they can understand. Do you understand? A God they can imagine. But that's not what God is. If he must be God, he must be bigger than what he has made he must be larger he must be wider so Ravi Zechariah says that if you want to de define God in the context of creation you will actually do God a lot of injustice because the person who must create must be outside the creation to create the creation do you understand? There is no inventor in his invention. The invention is always external to the inventor. So every time we try to put God in the context of the world we live in, or our experiences, or what we've tasted so far of God, we are actually reductionists. And reductionist people never get the full expanse of what God wants to offer. So God asks us 
time and time again to look beyond our ideas and our opinions. And that's the topic of today. This is series 11 on our conversation in the book of Romans. We've done 11 topics on the book of Romans. How powerful is that? So, and we haven't even scratched it. That's to tell you how intense the Bible is. We haven't done Romans chapter 8. We haven't done the earnest of creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. We haven't done many of the things we can do. We haven't done living in the spirit. We haven't done many things that the book of Romans contains. But we have to round it up somehow. We have to try to stop. <laughs> because the Bible says all the wealth of the wisdom and the expanse of the riches of God. How unsearchable are his ways. So sometimes we actually struggle to try and comprehend. We have to look for a God who is outside our definition. We have to look for a God who is beyond our reality. Whose ultimate plan is outside the orbit of our worldview. We have to look for a God who is higher than the earth. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's ways higher. What best describes God then? What is the tool we have on earth? The Bible begins to talk about the testimony of God. What are the things that you use to now try to find out who God is? Number one, His Word. His word is a tool he has given to us to understand him. The Bible talks about the spirit of God. The mind of God is covered in the Bible. The Bible is offered to us as a tool to be able to navigate the difficulties of life with the understanding of who God really is and how God is like. We will learn this when we place our mind in the Bible the next thing God has given us remember that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you the next tool in the hand of God to understand God is the workings of the Holy Spirit say the workings of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit begins to work and the Holy Spirit begins to explain. And this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Let's, let's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Let's read it together. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his no you guys didn't read that place again one two go verse ten but god has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all the things yes the deep things of god we may not know all of god but there is a spirit inside of us that begins to transverse all of God's creation. That begins to travel through all that God has done. And begins to unlock these things in our spirit. 
So sometimes you are praying over a situation. This thing must go away. This thing must go away. And sometimes God doesn't take this thing away. Guess what happens? If you have prayed long enough, guess what he gives you? He gives you peace in your spirit. That means that thing is not changing, but he is giving you the strength to go through. That is the craziest one. Because if you don't have money, you want the money now. If someone is sick, you want the person to be well. If you are going through a condition, you want that condition to be over. But sometimes, God permits us to go through. And when we go through, He is with us in trouble. And as we pray, the Spirit tells us, don't worry, you are going to be fine. I remember once I was sick. I told this story. I was so sick, so I was praying. And, it, and this sickness is tonsillitis. You won't believe it. I had maybe enlarged tongue cells. And the pain started from the crown of my head. It was reaching my toe. I'm serious. It was thump. I was lying down in thumping pain. I could hear the pain traveling. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> I woke up at 1 a.m. and called my brother with a doctor. Dr. John! Is there nothing you can give me now to drink? Let me end this pain. <laughs> he mentioned the, the medicine I had taken the day before. <laughs> you know, I hate medicine so much. So, I'm not the one who takes my medicines. I'm the kind of person who, when they admit you in the hospital, when the nurse is not around, you throw your medicine under the pillow. <laughs> Some of you are like that. You're looking at me like, Oh, Pastor Mo, you don't do that. <laughs> Some of you, you know, you know, you don't used to take your medicine. <laughs> so I used to, like when, when it goes really bad, I'll now go to augmenting. So, and then, once I take for two days, I start feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> Forget this. Oh, does this are not wise. <laughs> They want me to be taking this horrible medicine for seven days. When two days, I'm good now, I'm good now. Like, hey, hey, guys, my voice is back. Hey, hey. Like, I'm good. That day, Augmenting refused to answer. <laughs> and I was wailing, crying in pain. Man, pain is something that makes you forget everything. Everything pales in, in the face of physical pain. And we want God who is just going to come and pluck off that pain. And God told me, go through it. You've been in discipline with your medicine. You know, I gave wisdom for something. Go through it. And God told me also, hold the pain in your bosom. See what other people feel like when they go through pain. I have many lessons I'm teaching you from this pain. It was actually, I went through like six days. You don't believe this. No medicine was working. Tongue seals, tonsillitis. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm even still sweating just thinking about that pain. <laughs> Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Sometimes God doesn't take away what we're going through but he reveals to us through his spirit what he is saying 
he opens our hearts and the spirit to begin to understand him he opens our spirit man to begin to connect with him he opens our hearts to be able to know that he's with us that he's here today that he understands you that he loves you that he's here with you that he's present in what you're going through so he asked us to live in the spirit live in the spirit the bible says that you shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh in the spirit we can power our lives in the spirit we can stop imitating the ideas of men in the spirit we can stop putting our ideals and the opinions of men as the standard by which we live our lives what is the opinion of men that you have to have something to be the one what is the opinion of men that heaven helps those who help themselves what is the opinion of men that you have to be corrupt just like everybody else to do business in Nigeria what's the opinion of men that if you're a young lady looking for a guy to date you you have to sleep with him and that's like just have a baby for him Abraham after all slept with Hagar and at that time the scripture will be available to make you do the wrong stuff you know everything in your spirit says God says I am more than enough for you I am more than enough for you and God is speaking to you last night I was speaking to you know it's amazing I meet men who say they can't find their wife all the time even last night a young man with a global type job very fly still very young he's not even old he's not 40 or anything like that he said Pastor Moses I'm going to see my dad and my mom today and it's going to be trouble because I can't find a wife I'm like I have many wives for you <laughs> but the guy was in pain he couldn't believe me like <laughs> do you understand and all the time I meet women who says Lord I just need a husband in the world population of there must be three billion men can I have one who is, has a proper head <laughs> and the world says if you want to have a good relationship don't allow your husband to try you you have to match him fire for fire men have been oppressing women for hundreds of years this is the time of the women liberation this is a generation when men cannot tell women what to do who are you to tell me how to live my life you have to live with your husband like that because if you give men one mile they will take 10 miles so match him fire for fire let him know from day one that you, you know this is what you can take you don't take nonsense you don't tolerate rubbish just just prepare and this is actually a paradigm people have in conversations and said 
I am a woman. I am more than enough. I am this, 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 that. I am great. And it's not that women are not great. It's not that women are not enough. But actually, there's something else that they are saying. They are saying that we are superior. And when you go into the superiority argument, the Bible now begins to say, superior to who? Do you understand? Superior to who? And the Bible now begins to say, comparing yourself one to another, you are not wise. So wisdom evaporates. And as a result, the home front, which was supposed to be the center for love, becomes a tough for competition and war. Where are the sheriffs of this world? Where are the ladies who walk with their husband according to knowledge? Where are the husbands who love their wives like Lutana loved Uchi and bought her a new private jet and she was so overwhelmed. She said, my husband, what did I do to deserve this love? And he said, I can buy you 20 private jets. <laughs> this is exactly how Jesus was. His examples were very real. He used the people who were sitting in front of him. Spoke to Nathaniel. Spoke to them. Let us not live our lives imitating the standards of the world. Let us not define ourselves from the standards of the world. A scripture here. Romans chapter 12. Verse 2. Let's read from the Passion Translation. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through total reformation of how you think this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life satisfying and perfect in his eyes how powerful is that Don't just become accustomed to the ways of the world. Don't just become, just become empty. So that you can now be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. Through a total reformation of how you think. God wants to come and change how you think. God wants to retool how you think. Because there is a way of thinking. Where the men think like, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. So when the Bible says men are the head of their homes, what some men hear is it's not actually like I am the CEO. It's almost like I am the idiomin of the house. I'm the dictator of this house. No, head in God's term doesn't mean dictator. Head, Jesus defines who is going to be head. Who is the head according to Jesus? Jesus said, those of you, the person who must be biggest among you must be what? The servant of all. So the husband who is the head, therefore, is someone who serves the home. Is someone who digs around the home. Idara said it the other day. Is the one who cultivates around the children. Is the one who tends his wife. 
is the one who designs the image for the perfect woman to see is the one who waters the garden of the woman's life this is the kind that God had designed so I urge us brothers it's a lot of responsibility to say you want to marry someone because then you have to carry the person's dreams and visions and futures and outcomes in your bosom so no more are you now trying to outwork your own life you're now trying to outwork the life of someone else as well you are involved you are involved you are partisan to that person's well-being this is transformed thinking if you can think like this or even try to to do it it's transformed thinking because other men are going to be calling you names what are the names they will call you uh, i can't hear you what are the names they're going to call you woman rapper yes thank you so much that's very common woman rapper controlled by you know like this is just a fuleful kind of man according to Benue people a fuleful do you understand but guess what this is transformed thinking that brings about peace in the home serving one another standing with one another nurturing one another holding one another up in prayer and some women need to also stop competing with their husbands it's not a competition it's a building together it's a building together can you imagine that some women are happy when their husband have fallen down I'm like who chopped the money pass when everything was going good according to African men do you understand but there are some women who are so wise guess what they say to their husband the husband is tired he's gone for the last project and nothing is working out he comes back home deflated broken because men keep on what pushing the righteous men here keep on what i can't hear you the men here keep on what they keep on what pushing going forward going in the grace of god urged on by the power of god pursued they are not discouraged then the man will come back home finished the woman will come and meet him and, and know that aha uh -huh, today is today for this man she will lay imagine the kind of woman who will lay her hands on him and begin to prophesy my god here is your son he has toiled all night and there is no fish are you not the lord of the resurrection come upon my man oh god give him strength oh god raise up this warrior that he will fight again heal him oh god from the pain of rejection stand with him oh god and today even as the war has turned against him he will wake up tomorrow morning and fight like a warrior because your grace is on the inside of my husband my husband is full of life full of strength guess what will happen something inside the man will it's called ginger say ginger falling down it's not the man i married let me speak hope to you there's fire in your veins you are a son of abraham the light of god lives on your inside you are full of power by the spirit of god you are my leader i look at all the men in the world i chose you do you think i'm making a mistake you're a great man i salute you go brother do it again there's no man that will look at you the guy will travel to the ends of the world 
Chtěl by si mu němu. Make the wine sweet. But guess what? The husband on his own side will be trying. Where is the queen of my castle? The dish is broken. The man will come. He will come, pick her up, carry her. Carry her. Do you understand that sometimes you need carrying? Pastor Nigel saying, hmm, nowadays. <laughs> carry her to the room. Close the door and speak over her. And say, here lies a woman of faith. She is like our mother, Sarah. The grace of God works on our inside. I consider not the deadness of our womb or the deadness of our body. There is life. She is the mother. She is Eve. She gives life. Here comes the woman of grace, the one of substance, the one upon whom the oil flows. She is like a Mary. The hand of the Lord is upon her. That which she births is of the Holy Spirit. The word of God works on her inside. She's made well by the power of the supernatural. The hand of God will release my wife. I pray for you, woman of faith. I speak the grace of God. I cause a bubble in your spirit and the life of God to stir up in you again. Wake up, woman. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. What do you think will happen to that woman? She'll strengthen herself again. She'll just be singing. I know he loves me. And then what will go? You are a woman of destiny. I saw you. I saw your dreams. And I'm here. I want you to know that there's no more warfare against you. Because I'm here to fight your battles. I'm on your side. I'm with you. Do not fear, woman. I know you may be discouraged. But I am your husband. I'm standing with you. Don't worry. God is going to visit us. God is going to pour out his grace upon us again. He's going to bring us to the place where we're We're going to walk upon our high places. Woman, I can see the oil of God. You are anointed to make a difference in the lives of many. Go forth in the strength of God. Single people, is that the kind of marriage you want? That's why you need a woman and a man of God to get married. Because this thing I said now will take all the strength in you to be able to do it. Take all the work inside of you. Because some days you feel like looking at him and say, Oh, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know who used to teach me bad, bad words. I won't learn the language. It's the bad words I'll be learning. <laughs> but this is actually what God designed. And that's why when we have less than perfect of this, something in our spirit cries for more. Cry for more. God has given us the grace to stop imitating the world around us. Give us verse 3 of this. Let's read verse 3. One to go. Let's read together. God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion 
and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement. And then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. Wow. Stop being proud. Empty yourself of self-promotion. Don't create a false image of how significant you are. Use your God-given faith as a barometer to measure. Measure. Don't use your own opinions. Use your God-given barometer to measure who you are. Beyond your ideals, beyond your opinions, there is another you on the inside. Use your faith as a standard of measurement. And then you will see what your true value is. You are valuable before God. You are loved by God. You are honored by God. You are vested with strength by God. The glory of God boils over on your inside. The life of God is real in you. If you believe this, say amen. Most of the problems we have with God are from this world. We ask, why do bad things happen to good people? We ask, why is there evil? We ask, why am I not growing? We ask, why is Nigeria backward? We ask, why is there always trouble? Why is the white man so wicked? Why is my organization going nowhere? Why is my business suffering? If you tell your story from your perspective, it is only half the story. When you look into God's mind, you begin to see the full story. You begin to see the full story. You know, this week, this week has been an awesome week for me, personally. I had a revival meeting, say amen. Oh, you guys don't understand. I had a revival meeting. And guess the prayer meeting that gave me the revival meeting. It was a new church we started. We started a new church. It was called, the church is called L-O-T-R. Lord of the Rings Fellowship. The trilogy, part one, part two, and part three. When I watched this, I just stood up like a mighty man of valor. I said, yes, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ah! And the pastor of this fellowship is actually no other than the most distinguished Reverend Shola Emiko. The church temple, our church building is in Ikoi, on the penthouse with a big screen. Some of you don't get jokes, you just drive. Always when I joke, nobody laughs until I say it's a joke. The fact that I said it's a joke is the real cause of laughter. <laughs> there are always more than this world. There is always more than this dimension. There's always a war going on somewhere. Beyond what your eyes can see, there are other fighters in this war. There are spirit beings. If your eyes were to be open for a moment and you can see the heavenlies, you will know what the heavenlies look like. And upon your life, there are angels fighting on your account. Upon your life, there are devils fighting on your account. Upon your life, there are people 
wedge themselves that they will destroy your destiny. Upon your life, there are people who have made an oath that they will never allow you to succeed. Upon your life, there is a warfare in the realm of the spirit. And the man of God is the one who understands that beyond this realm, there is a war in the spirit. Beyond this realm, there are angels fighting for you. Beyond this realm, there is a God-given assignment that hangs on you walking in obedience, walking in power, walking in strength. There is another you. There is a better version of you. There's a bigger you. There's a deeper you. There's something you are sent to do. There's an assignment for you. There is a mandate for you. Why is there a fight for your life? Because of the assignment. Why is there a fight for your destiny? Because of your assignment. And the wars begin to rage and the wars beyond what you can see. And the wars begin to rage beyond the wars you can see. But the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the mind of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed these things to us through His Spirit. Because through His Spirit we begin to understand the deep things of God. Through God's Spirit we begin to define ourselves with new words. Through God's Spirit we begin to qualify our lives by a new definition of who we are. And even though the world says we are broken and, and weak and tired, we say no, we are strong in Jehovah. We are strong in the Lord. We are strong in the power of His might. We are raising up a new citadel. We are building a new city. Out of the ruins of the ashes of the past, a new city is emerging in our lives. Out of the brokenness of our heart, yes, out of the ashes we are rising up. If you believe it, say Amen! Say, out of my brokenness, out of my ashes, a new power is rising like a phoenix. Say, like a phoenix, out of the ashes, like a phoenix, out of the ashes, I rise. Say, I rise, I rise in the power of the Lord, I rise in the glory of Yahweh. When every war is lost, when every defeat is behind me, I rise renewed by the power of the Spirit. I rise made new in the strength of Yahweh. Regardless of what I'm going through, I rise again in the power of the Spirit. I'm totally transformed. I don't look at the things which I've seen. I don't look with the eyes of the natural. I have eyes in the spirit. I can see. I can see the journey of life. I can see the purposes of God. I look beyond the earth realm and the realm of man. I look beyond the popular opinion and the ideas of man. I don't want to hang in the popular street. I want to hang in the realm of God. Take me beyond, oh God. I am beyond. I rise, I rise, I will rise again, I will rise again, I will rise again. Psalm 147, verse 9 to 11. Let's start from verse 9. Okay, let's do verse 8 is good. One to go. He covers the heavens with clouds. He provides rain from the earth 
and makes grass to grow in the mountain pastures. He gives food to the wild animals and feed the young ravens when they cry. He takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. God delights in those who honor him, those who have a reverence for him. He puts his strength in not in the strength of man. He puts his idea not in the confidence of men. He has no delight in men who rise up and feel like they are strong. He has no delight in men who rise up and feel like they have it all together. God's delight is in men who honor him, men who bow, men who reverence him. He has no idea that the, what's a horse? When you see a horse, the horse is muscular. In the days when this was written, the horse was one of the strongest animals. How many of you have seen a horse kick? Have you ever seen a horse kick in a movie? Maybe not in real life. I don't want you to ever see it in real life. If a horse takes his back leg and kicks your chest, guess what will happen? It will break through your lungs, straight up to your back. It's, it's the most, one of the most deadly things in war. A horse kick. So when the Bible says, I take no delight in the strength of a, of a horse, the horse was the strongest animal that didn't fear blood. There are war horses. War horses actually jump into the sky at the smell of blood. Unbelievable. They charge into enemy territories. They fearless. This is the being of quintessence of medieval man. So when God says, I take no delight in the strength of us, it means that I take no delight in the strongest thing that a man can have. What I want to do is to look for people whose hearts are soft towards me. Say, Amen. God provides for those who wait on Him. His reign is to what? Water the earth. Makes the grass grow. He wants men to participate in what he's doing. But the men he wants to choose are the men who are aligned to him. God doesn't rejoice when we struggle. God doesn't want us to be struggling men. And many men think like, ah, you have to struggle. You have to be a struggling man. Of course, we have to keep pushing forward. Of course, we should not live in discouragement. But God wants you to listen to what he's doing. And participate in what he's doing. That is what God delights in. The man who listen to what God wants to do in the earth and participate. So when I lead prayer meetings, we don't have prayer meetings where we are praying prayer points. Let's pray for the travelers. Let's pray. You know those prayer meetings. Amen. Let's pray for the travelers. Mm, everybody's going. Mm, Let's pray for the sick in all the hospitals. Let's pray for Nigeria. Mm. Let's begin to round up our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't do that kind of prayer. Guess what we do in our prayer meeting? We chant. We navigate. We journey. And I invite you guys to come and join Silas Hill, our prayer group. We journey in the spirit. We just chat our way. And guess what? Most times, we arrive in the presence of God. 
when you arrive in the presence of God, do you think you need to tell God anything? <laughs> you don't know what to pray for. Do you know you don't know what to pray for? Do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? Or next year? What are you praying about? Where you don't know what to pray for? How about you go and listen to God who knows tomorrow? And hear the broadcast of tomorrow? And lay with him who knows tomorrow? And then, even if it's one word you say, it will be powerful because it is in sync with where God is going. That's the essence of prayer. Prayer is not just communicating with God. Prayer is not just what people say it is. Anyway, we'll begin DNA. Heal Supernatural School tomorrow night. And I invite those of you who have signed up to an epic odyssey of the spirit. It's going to be epic. I'm going to break a leg on it. Any one of you who comes through this process, you have to know God. Something will unlock on your inside. We will carry God on the inside. And of course, God is also asking us to journey now. This week, let's fast this week. Let's take Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Let's wait on the Lord this week. Let's cause a growl in the spirit. Don't live without a growl. Don't live without a, a roar of the spirit. Don't live without fire. Don't live flat on the earth. Live in the heavens. Live with holy anger. Live with holy power. Huh? Where's my message? God does not delight in struggling self-made men. He wants men who go in sync with him. Here's where we round up today. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10. Let's read this together again. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but water the earth and make it to bring forth and board, that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be. If you've ever gone to school, which I believe all of you have, my children begin to draw this map somewhere around primary four. Okay. So, what happens, it starts from, starts from here. Groundwater flow and fresh groundwater flows into the sea and in places where you don't have the sea you have streams and lakes and everywhere you have what is called evaporation okay evaporation can you see eva transportation eva transportation is when the trees let off steam and it goes where then the, from the water also it goes up into the sky from the trees is called evapotranspiration from the water is called evaporation. Whenever you boil water in the, in, the, in the pot, what happens? You see the steam rising. That's actually what happens when the sun heats up the Atlantic Ocean or any water body. Like all the streams and rivers and all the lake of them, they all always have what is called evaporation. And all the waters go to collect in the clouds. Okay? When this water collects in the clouds, something happens which is called condensation. The water bodies, the molecules of water which go into the cloud gather together and they become what? 
bigger. As they become bigger, then they become too heavy for the clouds to bear up. And then something happens called precipitation. Precipitation is the same as rainfall. Do you understand? And when the waters come down, what does it do again? It comes as snow or rain. Snow and rain are the same. It's just actually the temperature of the area that determines how water comes down. Hail, snow, rain, they are all one and the same thing. So when you see rain in winter, it comes out as snowflakes. Okay? When you see spring rain, it comes down sometimes as hail. When you see normal summer rain, it comes down as water. In Africa, we have only one. And that is what? Uh, rain showers, tropical rain, a lot of water, 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 water. And Lagos begins to flood. <laughs> just it just to used to flood. <laughs> oh yeah, hailstones in just yes, that's true, that's true. Yeah, just at Mamela Plateau, the two places in Nigeria where the water turns into rocks and hit people's car. Boom, boom, boom. You wake up in the morning, all your glass car glass are shattered, except if you park under the tree. Do you understand? So this is known as the water cycle, also known as the hydrological cycle. Let's go over it again. The waters from the ground evaporate into the sky. And then as they get into the sky, something called condensation happens. And the condensation now leads to precipitation where the water comes. And so it's actually like a cycle. So go back to that scripture again. For as the rain, let's read this again as if we mean it. One, two, go. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it to bring forth and board that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. When the rain falls, it doesn't just go back. When the rain falls, it comes to do something in the earth. It comes to water the earth. It comes to cause the seed in the earth to burn. It comes to break up dry places. When the rain falls, it comes to bring life to the dead things. If you've seen the, well, the, the dryness in Hamatan, if you've seen the dryness, the sand that blows everywhere when dry season comes, if you see the heat that you feel in Lagos, then the rain comes. What does the rain do? It washes down everything. It washes down everything. It compacts the sand. And all of a sudden, the seeds which were, start, which were scattered, the pollens which were start scattered all over, begins to board. And if you're traveling up country, you see these flowers by the roadside. Who planted them? Guess what happened? The rain watered the ground and caused the seed to board. The rain watered the ground and caused the seed to bud. Some of you are not hearing me this morning. I said the rain watered the ground and caused the seed to bud, to bring forth, 
to bring forth and if there's anyone here you're standing in a dry place I speak that the word of God will be like rain in your life it will cause the dry places it will cause the dry places to bring forth life in the name of Jesus it will cause the war in you which was like a desert it will cause it to be full of the pools of God to cause it to be full of the waters of God and God will cause seed cause seed he says just as the waters have the water cycle so shall my word be when I send my word it will not come back to me without doing what I send it for when I send my word over you it will not come back to me void say amen when I send my word it shall prosper in what I send it to do the word of God comes to water the earth the word of God comes to cause it to board the word of God comes to give seed to the sower the word of God comes to give bread to the eater this word cannot return to God void it will do what God has sent it to do the word has power within it the word of God is the power of God the word of God is the glory of God and I don't know where you are today the word of God is here for you God is reigning over your life precipitation is happening over you precipitation is happening say amen I look in the spirit and I see rain showers all over you. All over you, there's rain showers. All over you, there's the grace of God. The word shall not return to God void. What is it God has said about your life? It is time. It is time for the rain to fall and to cover the earth with the pools of God, with the glory of God with the voice of God hallelujah close your eyes pray over this I don't know where your dry place is I don't know where your opinion is I don't know what your idea is beyond your ideals beyond your ideas and your opinion pray that the word of God will be real in your life by the Spirit of God, the manifestation of what God has said will be real in your world. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 